we went to the same school. Yeah, that's right. Really bizarre. <laughs> or schools actually in the plural as well. Yeah, it's weird. How, how was it? And yeah, it was good. I didn't mind it. You know, I made some yeah. friends and uh, well, I started smoking in Northampton. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that kind of know, talent. Yeah, that kind of comes with middle school. Though, I can it? understand that. You're only 21. Yeah. What's driven your material so far? Well, just a combination of like past experiences and the way I've been brought up and kind of uh, a lot of emotion comes from stuff that's happened to me while I've been growing up. Um, and then other stuff is just stuff that you see in life in general and kind of, you know, you get a strong feeling to write about it. Mm. Uh, and, and that kind of comes from, you know, um, we had a lodger in my mum's house who kind of, you know, lost his way, man, really badly. He was, fi- he was fine when he moved in and kind of before he moved out, he, he had nothing. He lost his girlfriend, he didn't have a job and I just watched him go downhill, really. So I wrote a song for him, which is One Last Chance. And, you know, start songs like that just for people that have been around me or, or things that I've seen mm. and that I've wanted to write about. So, yeah, all of them things, really. Does he, he know? Is he aware that he's referred to on the album? Um, well, I've said it, you know, in interviews and yeah. stuff, so maybe if he reads some magazines, he might do. He'll know. But okay. I haven't mentioned his name because, you know, I don't want to embarrass no, him. Or no, whatever, sure. You know. Okay. Now, the artists who've had a, an impact on your, you know, your career so far mm. um, made a real impression on you. It's, a, it's an imposing list, if you mm. like. You know, even just if we take Otis Redding and Al yeah, Green. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how they've shaped your music and what you do. Just in in the sense of uh, the way they kind of express what they're what they're singing about, really. Um, I mean, when I listen to Stevie Wonder, uh, he, his words just leap out so much more than some other singers because of the way he sings and expresses the what he's feeling. It's just absolutely kind of in your face emotion, and that's kind of what I wanted to learn really more than more than doing all the riffing and. And, and you know going up and down the scale uh, I wanted to learn how to express emotion so I used to listen to Stevie Wonder and Van Morrison and Cat Stevens and people with people with emotion when they sing and, and I suppose you know some of the some of the kind of style a little bit but not you know I didn't want to take the soul style and rework it all over my album because it's been done so many times uh, and I love soul music but I wanted to get a soulful kind of inflection in there but mm without it taking over the whole style of the album. Well, I did uh, GCSE music and got A for that, mm. which is why then, you know, it, it seemed a good idea to do music A-level, because uh, I had to learn, like, how to read music within a year, and which is normally four years of, of, of work, you know, and, and the younger kids, I was, uh, you know, they're in, in GCSE years, I was doing college, you know, like, I was in college year, mm. uh, and I was doing it with them, and they were so much more ahead of me already, I kind of had to catch up. I did, you know, the GCSE passed that and did the A-level, and... It was all theory, 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 and you know it's like right down the oboe part and this orchestration and what is it and and I knew you know the words and kind of the terms and stuff and mm. I could hear every single thing that was going on, but I couldn't write it down. I just didn't know how to write it down, so I failed because I, I you know I wasn't very good at, at writing music down and and reading music, but I can hear it very well. So yeah, they gave me a U. Well, that that's a path trodden by uh, Paul McCartney apparently. So you know you're yeah. in bad company. It's no. Yeah, well, I mean, I think most most people who, who don't read music are, are, you know, good musicians because 
they work it out by ear and some I've known uh, I've got an auntie who you know when I was younger used to say oh, let me play guitar and she wouldn't let me play it mm. she was a classical player she used to read and she was crap she was really <laughs> crap and now I think you you know she was well nasty you know yeah, yeah. I've got you know I've got my record coming out and she told me not to play guitar and she didn't encourage me and she was she was pants so so I think you know as long as um, you want to do it and you you got yeah. an ear for it it doesn't matter well, quite clearly, James, you get the last laugh, I think, uh, <laughs> listening to the album. There's a video on your, on your website, no, Music. music. That's, that's right, there's yeah. music in there. There's always something, yeah, you know, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the, the video of you recording vocals, laying mm-hmm. down some vocals, and, and the surroundings look quite sparse, actually. Is that sort of important to what you do, you know, to your music, you know, how, to have that? Um, well, it was quite hectic, actually, mm. when we were doing the album, because uh, uh, Martin, the producer, he said that there'd never been so many people in that studio at one time. We had, like... You know, we had a camera crew in there as well, as well as, um, you know, a string quartet, as well as a bass. We had two keyboard players who were back-to-back, you know, piano and organ and, you know, the bass and obviously everything else, the drums and guitars and, you know, all the all the, all the guys work in the studio as well. So it was quite packed, but, um, I mean, I can kind of get into it anyway, really. I just close my eyes and I'm there already. But, mm. um, yeah, definitely, like, some of the vocals I laid down when everyone had gone and kind of... You know, just turn the lights down low because mm. I don't like singing in bright light for some reason. I don't, you know, it's easy for me to kind of get into it if, mm. if the vibe's quite, you know, nice around. Dimmer switches, yeah, are dimmer important, switches, yeah, definitely <laughs> get the dimmers out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I like a bit of space. But if you compare um, some of your your bio, if you like, on the the website mm-hmm. to, to to the way you retell it, it sounds a lot bleaker in certain senses on the website. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you think that that's almost setting you up as an artist uh, to, to be seen as like almost the new Morrissey or somebody in an equal vein, a similar vein that, that, that says effectively everything is bleak, everything, you know. Is it, no, is I hope not. I no. hope not. I really hope no. not. I mean, my idea was to, you know, uh, kind of explain what I've been through mm. and that's it. You know, mm. I didn't. I don't want people to feel sorry for me because I don't, mm. I, I feel great. You know, I'm I'm here and I'm doing my thing and, and, and I've learned from my experience and my upbringing and it's made me who I am and, you know, I, I'm kind of, I kind of embrace it mm. at the same time as kind of resent it. You know, it's, it's made me who I am and, and probably maybe if I hadn't been through that, I wouldn't have what I've got. So, um, it's not for people to feel sorry or mm. to feel bleak. It's kind of a positive, if anything. Uh, but yeah, mate, I know what you're saying. Maybe mm. it doesn't re- reveal that as much as I, w- I would like it to. But um, yeah, I don't want people to feel sorry for me. No. How f- how far is there then a, a catharsis in the music then for you, and you know the writing and the performing? Um, a, a lot. Yeah, I mean, mm. you know, obviously, you know, it's going to be easier for me to sing my own songs. I think, you know. Um, I, I mean, I, I did try it at the start when I first started writing. Um, you know, we tried to write some songs, and they were all right songs, but they weren't right for me at mm. all. You know, they were really poppy and kind of, kind of proper hits. You know, and they just didn't sound any. They just didn't have that thing. You know, they didn't have that feeling. And um, yeah, so um, I, I, you know, I scrapped all the, all the first probably seventeen songs that I wrote mm. and kind of started again. And and. Um, you know, I think you know. Yeah, I've I've been heavily involved with the lyrics and 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 made sure that I've come in with ideas and 
and you know, I mean, it's co-writing, but at the same time, you know, I understand that I've only been writing for two years, and I need to gain experience from other writers and other, other, you know, people like that that are, that are creative and that have been in the business a while, so I can take it on board and kind of, you know, do it on my own one day. You know, there's no rush. I'm only 21, so yeah, quite. I wanted to just make a good album, and if I needed to work with other people to do that, then that's what I was willing to do. So. But yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, I think you have to be involved with the lyrics, wise it's not yours, mm, it's, yeah. it's somebody else's. Your album Undiscovered um, was produced uh, by uh, the same producer that worked with Katie Tunstall. Yeah. Um, how much emphasis was, was put on finding the right producer for it? Uh, uh, quite a lot, mm. you know, I mean, I, it, the producer is what makes the overall kind of sound, isn't it, you know, and, and that's what goes out and kind of... You know, it's either make or break the album. It either pull it all together or split it all up. You know, and, and Martin totally brought it all together. I mean, we did um, three tracks. We did Under the Influence, uh, The Last Goodbye, and we did another song, um, which I can't remember what the name is right now, which is really bad. But um, yeah, he he kind of just uh, we did three tracks, and when when we heard them after they were done, um, it was like now now listen to the demos and see the difference, and it was amazing. It was just unbelievable difference, you know. Um, so as soon as we heard them, it was like, well, let's just get on with it. Let's let him mm. do it. And, you know, he, and he is an amazing guy. He, you know, he uses the same kind of guys when he's recording, and so they're all really tight and they all know each other. It's a great atmosphere to work in. Mm. He's really quick as well. He doesn't mess about. He's, like, you know, he's a Swedish guy, and mm. he's like, okay, right, let's go, let's do it. You know, and he's <laughs> he's just on the ball, man. And you know, he used to do like one song in a day, and, and it, it was great. He sounds like a World Cup coach as well. <laughs> Come on, Stan. Four four two. You guys, yeah, he's great though. He's Excellent. Um, now, so focused are you, James, obviously on the, on the music side of things, the music industry, that if I get this right, you turned down a film role. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's the story behind that? Um, well, they just wanted a song. They wanted. A, they, they were doing this film uh, with Robin Williams, I think it was in it, um, August Rush. It was about a load of musicians. Uh, it's a big, long story. It sounded good. You mm, know, they ex- mm. I met the pr- producer, I think it was, and he... He explained the story to me, and then uh, that was in America because I was just doing a writing trip. Um, so I went in to see him and played him a couple of songs, and they liked it or whatever. And I didn't really know what it was all about. Pardon me. And I got back to um, England, and I met up with a director, and they were saying that you know we really like your song. Pieces don't fit anymore. Um, it, you know we were trying to look for something along the lines of hallelujah jeff buckley and we kind of found your song and think that it's you know it's great it's perfect for the film and uh but but you know um we want the lead lead singer lead role sorry to kind of sing it uh how do you feel about it and i was like well i'm definitely not giving away my song because mm. i don't want anybody else to sing my song before i sing it mm. purely because it's it's an important song and it's you know it's on the album or whatever and uh, she said, "Well, why don't you uh, why don't you do the lead role? Why don't you be the lead role, and then you can sing it? Because we want somebody that can sing properly, but that's you know not an actor that's been trained to sing. We want somebody that can actually sing." Uh, and I was like, "Well, pff, this is crazy, yeah. no, 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 no." I was like, "This isn't right. It just didn't feel right." Is, is that definite though? Then to licensing your songs in the future, let's say three hours. Oh no, line. definitely. I mean, I uh, said to him, you know, if you want to use mm. it for the film mm-hmm. and you're not bothered about any other guys singing it, then use it. You know, I wanted them to use it definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that, all the more of my music getting out, out there, the better. You know, but um, I just didn't want to give it away to some guy and then mm. me sing it and then be like, hey, yeah. he nicked off that film, and it's like, no, it's my song. You know, the way that you've you've really kind of put everything, poured your life into into your music, into the album, mm. does that make you feel vulnerable? 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Mm. But um, I think that's probably what will make the album quite good. Mm. Uh, I haven't revealed, you know, too much, I don't think. But, you know, um, I kind of reveal what I'm thinking and how I'm feeling all the time anyway. So may as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, one of the, the tracks in particular uh, carries this sort of emotional uh, profundity. Mm. It's, it's almost an olive branch to your mum. What's been her reaction to it? Uh, well, she said, have you wrote me a song yet? And I was like, yeah, you haven't you heard it? She's like, no. I was like, where's this boy? She's like, that's not a very nice song. I was like, well, it is a nice song because <laughs> it's saying, you know, don't worry about it. It's mm. all good. You know, I feel good and, and I should let it go and I'm not bothered anymore. You know, I know. I understand. You know, I'm sure that you had your reasons. I'm scared. You know, it's the, the lyric, exactly the lyric in, in the song, you know. Mm. Um, it's kind of, you know, I've, I've got to let it go. It's time to let it go, you know. Uh, which I have, which I kind of did do after I wrote that song. It was quite a, a therapy kind of song, really. After I, after I wrote it, I felt better straight away. Um, but yeah, it's not. You know, I don't think it doesn't. It doesn't really go into what actually. You know, what I actually went through, and it's not. It's not. You know, it's not all bad. Mm. You know, but uh, I wanted to kind of get across that uh, it was pretty difficult when I was growing up. But at the same time, it's made me better for it and. You know, I don't hold it against her, and but yeah. I wanted to write an honest song from me to my mum and explain it all. But I just kind of, it was really hard to get it in so like so many words and so many thoughts into just one song. You know, it's just it was really hard. But once I finished that song, I was just really pleased because it kind of summed up the feeling of you know, going out on your bikes to try and get away from all the madness and mm, mm. just go out and on a little bike ride because we didn't have a lot of money. And, and But but then there's a lot of good memories from that, you mm. know. The, the, the lyrics, the words are obviously very important to you, but if Definitely. you look at the structure of it, in a typical, I hate to use the word pop, but let's say yeah, this person's yeah. pop song, yeah. three minutes 30, three minutes 40, yeah, something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. Is that something that, that lyrically hampers you? Does it restrain you? Um, sometimes, mm. sometimes, but then it's a challenge when you get it right, it sounds great because it's easy on the air. You can remember the tune. It's, you know, it's a good tune, but then you've got the lyrics that kind of carry the weight of the song as well. And, and it once you get the combination right, it sounds, it sounds great. I think, mm. you know, I mean, I wanted to, on this album, definitely, uh, you know, explore the actual songwriting thing of writing a song with the middle eight and, and you know, a perfect little song. You know, when, when you get it right, it's, it's an amazing feeling. But, um, you know, I've, there's a lot of time for me to kind of, you know, I could go far. I've wrote some weird stuff, you know, that nobody wanted to put on the album because it was too yeah. weird. But, um, you know, there's going to be some B-sides and stuff that, that are quite weird from, from you know compared to the stuff on the album you know okay. that, that stuff is quite you know there it's quite solid songs and uh, I wanted to kind of get an album where every song you don't want to skip you know there's something different a different style or a different kind of take on it and that's what I wanted to do really James Morrison thanks ever so much for your time thank, thank and all you. the best with the album yeah, at all. thanks a lot cheers thank mate you.